Hey, y'all. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad to be back. The podcast is bi-weekly, but last week was whooping on me. But I'm here this week. So from this point on, bi-weekly, unless life does something to me again. Because once again, we are centering healing and peace. And we're spitting in the face of productivity. Okay? Because I'm a human being. But today, we are continuing our discussion of the natural hair movement. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the big chop today. Welcome, welcome to the Chatting with Shanice podcast. I'm your host, Shanice, journalism student, womanist, and Black culture enthusiast. I'm here to talk all things Black girls, women, femmes. We're getting to all types of topics. Anything that prioritizes our healing and joy is on the table. If you want to find me outside of the airwaves, you can read my blog at www.chasejoyshanice.com and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at chasejoyshanice. Much love and on with the show. Right, so the Big Chop, for those who aren't aware of what the Big Chop is, the Big Chop is... The Big Chop is... Well, really... It's kind of different now. It's kind of different now. So that's why I'm like taking a moment to like explain because now you don't have to be processed to go through it. Basically, the big chop originally when things were first kicking off, um, like I was speaking on in the first episode with the natural hair movement and everyone going back and going to YouTube to figure out how to do it and find inspiration. Um, back then, the big chop really meant that um, you had chemically processed hair. Whether that be from, from from relaxers, texturizers, or extensive heat damage from repeated blowouts or, or silk presses or flat ironing yourself every morning. You have your hair or natural curl pattern, um, whether that be kinky curly or loose curls or whatever. Because if your hair was relaxed, texturized, or you had extensive heat damage from blowouts, flat ironing, silk presses, anything of the sort. And then your natural hair curl pattern, your natural curl pattern being um, the way your hair looks as it grows out your head naturally, as it grows out your scalp. Um, You can't see it because it's chemically processed or damaged to the point where you can't hold the curl anymore. That The big chop used to be, you cut all that off, which would be, which is why it's called the big chop because you're just chopping at it. Because a lot of the time it goes beyond like split ends and it goes beyond, ooh, some of the girls have really dead ends. But really... The other thing with cutting off the processed and heat-damaged hair is that you lose length. (laughs) You lose length. So, because when your hair is that severely damaged, those of us who have curly, curlier hair, um, when your hair is that damaged, it can't, like I said, it can't hold any curl. So, it's like limp and lifeless and it's, your hair is dead anyways, but I feel like when you're talking about hair, dead hair and what's in dead kind of changes even though like scientifically we all know hair is not alive but mm, it's something different when your hair is is limp and stringy and you can't even do it can't even hold volume even when it is straight it can't hold volume because it just it's just lifeless I can't explain it I feel like if you see it you know exactly what I'm talking about but if you're not if you don't have any like cultural context and then you're like, hair is, hair is not alive. Hair is just keratin. Like, yeah, until you've seen extremely processed and just damaged hair, you're like, oh, that's dead. <laughs> that's dead. So, yeah, but the big chop, let me get back to that. <laughs> Basically, you lose a lot of length because that hair is no longer there just flopping with wind anymore. So even, ooh, that brings up the other point of big chopping not being the only option. There are some people who also transitioned. So let me, I think it'll be easy to explain once I divide the two, okay? So the big chop, you are cutting off all processed and heat damaged hair. All of it. All of it, no matter how much of there there is. It doesn't matter if it's if, to the very scalp, it's all dead. It's all gone, right? Mind you, some a lot of people... Their whole, the whole length of their hair wasn't, their whole length of their hair isn't, because this is still happening, I don't know why I'm saying wasn't, but isn't dead, 
Because remember, your hair goes out the scalp the way it goes out the scalp. That's not going to change. So a lot of people who are deciding to go natural and trying to do the big chop, they'll grow out their hair as much as they can. Um, and then the the difference between the heat damage and the heat, and the process and the and the relaxed hair and your own natural hair becomes so stark that it's like okay, now I just gotta chop it. I gotta just chop it because it's like it's not something that's unnoticeable even to the untrained eye, even to eyes outside of black culture could be like ah, you know. But a lot of people grow up their hair a little bit as much as they can so that they have something when they all chop it off. Um, but yeah, so usually people have a, a, a teeny weeny afro. This is, that's another terminology for it, a teeny a teeny weeny, you know, after they big chop. Because um, you're left with just your natural hair, natural curl pattern. You're left with natural hair as it grows up your scalp and then you take care of that. Um, there are instances where people just go bald and they'll just shave. They'll, they'll take everything off. There is that. But I feel that's a little bit less common. That's a little bit less common. The difference between the big chop and transitioning is that people slowly cut off the dead, damaged, processed hair. So it's not something like, oh, I sat down and I just I just took the scissors and everything gone now. And now I have a completely new look. People who transition normally, normally their heat damaged and processed hair isn't as bad as some cases. There's some cases where it's extreme. And then there are other cases where you can only tell in comparison to the natural hair. Um, and those girls tend to um, transition. So transitioning is real slow. It's like, oh, um, maybe once a month or once every two months, you 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 cut a good a good amount or a little bit off. Not you, a little bit. Everybody who knows who knows. Um, a little bit when you're talking about cutting off hair, quote unquote, a little bit depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> you know, because everyone's attached to their hairs in different ways. So a little bit mm, depends on who you're talking to, but. Um, yeah, so transitioning is different in that it's not immediate and it's not as stark. A lot of people favored big chopping over transitioning because you just start clean, you're fresh, you're not holding on to any literal dead ends, <laughs> you know? So that's the difference between the big chop and transitioning. It's all so much, it's all so much, but we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it because the big chop is like, after you decide to go natural, that's nine times out of ten, that's the next step. So you can't skip over the big chop. And plus, in the previous episode, when I was talking about um people outside the community, whether it be like outside of outside of women or femmes, um, black men know the big chop and shoot, even Muslim white folks know about the big chop. So it's not something that's not um that small. It's not something that goes unnoticed. And we're here to get into it. Okay, so you decided to cut all your hair off. <laughs> What's that TikTok sound? It's time to go bald. What's <laughs> that TikTok sound? Oh my gosh, now I want to pull that out, bro. Hold on. Hold on, can I pull that out? Damn, I messed up. We got to go bald. Oh, Yo, we're keeping that in the... <laughs> That's so perfect. We're keeping that. We're keeping that. Bro, that TikTok sound, I'm over here trying to start the conversation into the next part and like, oh, you finally decided to do the big chop. And that TikTok sound jumped in my head. Yo, I'm putting that in the podcast. That's hilarious. I'm so sorry. But yeah, you decided to do the big chop. It's all gone. It's all gone. You got in the mirror and you said, no more. I don't want this no more. I want to be natural. I want to embrace my natural hair. I, I hate having to rely on relaxers that's burning my scalp. I'm sick of having to sit here and flat iron everything. I'm sick of here having to go. You know, you're just sick of heat. You're sick of burning. Just generally. And now you got in the mirror. Um, You cut it all off. You shave it off. Depending on who you are, how you did it. Because that's an option. It's just funny to me that shaving it is an option. But so few people did that. The girls who decided that they were just going to shave it and just go all the way. I want to hear y'all stories because <laughs> because usually it's somebody in the, in the in the mirror and it's hacking out of the scissors, you know, it's going at it. I think I shared, I shared my experience with Big Chopping in the last episode, but to share again, um, I Big Chopped before the natural hair movement was a thing on YouTube. I Big Chopped, I was like in fourth grade. <laughs> um, my mom, my mom never... Oh my gosh, not my iPhone storage being full. Hold on, I'm trying to record. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Child, I had to interrupt recording because I'm trying to like take a video of me recording this so that I can post on the socials for promotion. And why my phone talking about, oh, you're out of phone storage. I haven't been out of phone storage since I was like 15, 16 years old. Like, what is this, yo? I gotta clean up my gallery. I'm down bad. But <laughs> like I was saying, I was so excited with playing the TikTok sound. <laughs> I got interrupted. But um, but yeah, so you cut it all off. You took it, hacked it with the scissors. And now you're left with yourself, full a sink full of hair. The discussion of the big chop is just... I wish it didn't have to do so heavily with self-image, but it does. Like, yo, like, I don't even know. It's it's so, it's bad. Well, first off, nine times out of ten, you have the tools to do what you want to do now. Because you have, you probably have some products, you know, and that's to take care of it. You ha- you have the techniques because you've watched the YouTube videos, but there's also the talk of why you chose to chop it all off because not everyone's reasons is simply I want to the the sunny side that I want to embrace you know my natural hair I'm sick of having to conform or assimilate by burning and dying and killing off my hair. It's not always simple as that. I myself, ooh, you know what? Technically, I've been through two sh- big chops in my life. Wow, technically, technically. Okay, so now that I remember that I was telling you the first story before my phone did that to me. The first story, my mom, I've had maybe two or three relaxers in my hair over my whole life. I'm 20 years old. And they were all when I was really young. The last one I had, it was slipped in. (laughs) A couple of us have had the, um, I let somebody do my hair. And while they were watching, they slipped in a relaxer. I didn't even know. Happened to me. Wasn't even a salon it was at like a mutual acquaintance's house who does hair and they just slipped it in my mom was heated (laughs) my mom was heated because she was trying to even at that young age she was trying to keep me natural even though she surely wasn't my grandma still isn't to this day and neither were either one of my aunts at that point but I was gonna be the only one natural (laughs) um so she was heated my aunt um my aunt one of my aunts isn't a hairdresser, but she went to a trade school and did cosmetology while she was there. So she was like the family's hairdresser. Like she still does my grandma's relaxers to this day. She sat me down in my grandma's kitchen and chopped up my hair. Chopped it up, chopped it up, man. I had, it wasn't teeny weeny. It wasn't teeny weeny fro. Um, it was definitely uneven. My hair still is uneven to this day. I feel like I'm one of those people where, like, the crown of my head is definitely longer than, like, anything in the back or perimeter. Um, the crown being where you would place a crown on your head, so the very top of your head. I Like, the front and to the very top of my head is where all my long hair is. It, it's child, even back then. <laughs> so imagine you have this dense, thick, well, my hair is thick. My hair is thick, yeah. This thick type four hair that's just unevenly shaped <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at myself I'm like damn like I, I remember being tight I was like everybody else gets to have nice you know thingy hair and if I'm over here doing this to get me with the whole natural hair thing again why am I the only one in the family doing it because I'm like dang like I have all these older women and none of y'all doing it with me how's just me how am I the sacrificial lamb I remember being tight and then to speak to the it wasn't always for a sunshiny reason. In high school, I technically had to do a second one. It didn't even occur to me that was a second big chop until I'm sitting here talking to y'all right now. But I was going to the salon every two weeks to have my hair pressed. Um, and I think I was just doing that because I was sick of braids. I was sick of box braids. I was sick of having to sit there for eight hours, sick of paying that money every two months. I was sick. I want something different. So that's how I ended up doing that. Um, Yeah, fried my hair. <laughs> Fried my hair, fried my hair. When I tell you that, like, my kitchen area, another natural hair word, um, kitchen, when we're talking about hair, natural hair, is in reference to the hair at the very nape of your neck. So, um, it's, it's the perimeter, but the back, <laughs> the very back little section um, where your hair kind of becomes, like, what's that, trapezoid? That's not trapezoid. Oh, my God. 
I wasn't good at math, so don't don't ask me no shapes or nothing. That's like fifth grade math class. We're learning all them shapes and rhombuses and crap. But <laughs> when your hair, when your hair like sl- like child, the very back section of your hair, the very back perimeter where your or your hairline meets your neck, that section is your kitchen. That's whenever someone says kitchen and they're referring to and we're in a, having a natural hair discussion, a hair a discussion about hair generally. That's what they're referring to. So the crown, very, very top, very top where you place a crown on your head. And then kitchen, the back section. It's like a rectangle really back there. That back rectangle, that's your kitchen. Yeah, basically my kitchen stopped growing for a good a good three, four years after that. The thing was, is like it was like child, it was it was kind of bald. It wasn't bald bald, but it was like it was noticeably so thin and sparse that even like the hair growing there was so thin and sparse that it was like it didn't come out thickly natural and I've had having problems with your kitchen is actually pretty common in the natural hair community the same way that it is with edges again natural hair terminology edges is the front perimeter of your hair so like I have a widow's peak the widow's peak is being like oh I'm using all these words (laughs) I'm like I want to explain to make sure no one gets lost um a widow's peak is so 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 let's bring the train back let's bring the train back your edges is the front perimeter of your hair so from ear to ear ear to ear the front um and it's usually it's naturally kind of sort of most people not everybody because some people have full-grown adult hairs there a lot of people have baby hairs though um baby hairs is referring to edges by the way they're synonyms <laughs> so you, you'll hear that most often well i feel like you hear edges and baby hairs interchangeably they're, they're the same difference same word same meaning same talking about the same area but basically it's like ooh. <laughs> i was talking about that because the kitchen and the edge edges are like two very common areas of like strife and concern and just problem areas, particularly in natural hair. And then, oh my God, let me give y'all the definition of edges. I keep forgetting to give y'all the definition. So the, the edges are, yeah, like I said, ear to ear, the front portion of the perimeter, so of your head. So where, where you would place a headband is basically where your edges are. That's what I'm thinking to explain. It's hard on a podcast. This isn't a show where I can like show y'all. I'm literally pointing to my head and I can't record it because my phone's out of storage. So I can't show y'all a video. (laughs) And then I just, you're listening to my voice. So, but yeah, basically if you go touch your eyebrow and then keep moving up your head, up your forehead until you reach the first little tuft of hair, that's your edges. That's your edges. and And it may very well be, I feel like I've seen this in other cultures too, not even just black women, but um, people whose hair is like sparser there. But yeah, so that tends to be a very delicate, it's, it's a delicate area. First of all, the thing with natural hair, I'm gonna say this now while I remember, the thing with natural hair is that our hair is delicate. People and society and anti-blackness will try to tell us that our hair is just, it's just brillo pad. It's all rough. It's unprofessional and it looks bad and it just looks, you know, looks and feels terrible and that you should treat like, and all those things have like a rough connotation because that's how they associate our hair, like just roughness, roughness. But really our hair is delicate. Our hair is delicate. There's a reason why it's best practice to comb your hair when it's wet there's a reason that we sleep on satin pillowcases and we wear bonnets and we wear do-rags. There's, <laughs> there's a reason why we take so much time and moisturize and we finger detangle. Like It's because our hair is actually delicate, but because of global anti-blackness and self-hatred a lot of times and then the very own community, it won't be seen as such. But your hair is delicate. It's delicate. If you're doing the big chop, hear me, hear me good. Hear me now and hear me good. If you just did the big chop or, you know, you're just trying to get more into wearing natural hair instead of using protective styles all the time, understand that your hair is delicate. You know, your hair is delicate. You're not supposed to sit here and constantly be 
be pulling and tugging and ripping and running through it, you know? It needs it needs its space to grow. It needs to be nurtured effectively from the inside out. So that means also eating good, drinking good, hydrating. I I take supplements. I take biotin now. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody because, you know, everyone has their own body and regulations and diets. And biotin, people have different reactions to it. Um, it can cause breakouts and it can cause different other things, but I've been fine. I didn't use it for years for years because biotin is something that's new it's it's always been a thing and always been recommended in natural hair communities but i didn't use it for years because i'm i i'd be breaking out i'm an acne girl i'm one of the acne girls so <laughs> and i just got it uncontrolled i had to get two different estheticians to, over the pandemic um to get my skin to behave for the first time ever in my life so i wasn't about to put biotin into that mix but I do believe some people say biotin helps them, helps their skin because it's supposed to strengthen like your hair, your nails. My nails have been growing. I, my nails have not been this long. My natural nails without wearing acrylics haven't been this long since middle school. So I'm, hey, I'm not here to give recommendations on that front. I'm not endorsed. <laughs> I'm not endorsed. But yeah, the problem areas most generally. Unless you have, like, a separate hair condition. Oh, we should do an episode about different hair conditions and destigmatizing them. Put that on the docket to do. But, yeah, so I, my kitchen was terrible. It's literally, I, so my lock journey post on the blog, I did not include the pictures of my kitchen being, when I first got my hair locked and there, I had baby, I had baby twists, um, baby locks, <laughs> I didn't put the picture of my kitchen being, like, next to Baron because I was, like, I still don't like seeing that. And that's still, like, my thing with my natural hair. Um, seven, eight months into this, I think I'm closer to eight months at this point, into my lock journey, um, it's grown back. And there's two locks down there now. Um, and after, it's been, like, four or five years since I've been able to grow any hair down there. And then I lock my hair and it's there. I don't even think it's the biotin either. It's not just the biotin. I think it's, <laughs> I think literally like loving my hair the way I do and appreciating it and always wanting to wear my hair now after I finally gave up wigs. Cause I, child, I was never one of them girls to lay it down, to, to, to bleach, dye, pluck, lay it down. I never, I used to be one of them girls who used to sit on my head cause who's, who's gluing what down? Got to be glue who? Like I, my head be itching. I'm not over here having nothing stuck to my head. I, oh, child, not me. <laughs> After all that, like, there's two locks down there, bro. Like, it's, it's, my kitchen is going back in. It's incredible. Incredible. Okay. Oh, the original story. Oh, this is going to be hell to edit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, the second time after I big chopped. Yeah. So, I noticed after all that time. That's another thing. My hair did. It did stop growing my in my kitchen after having it pressed every two weeks like that with a flat iron but I did have problems with my kitchen beforehand because back when my mom used to braid my hair like once I hit high school I stopped letting her touch my hair because she used to do stuff and it just used to hurt bro like she did not care about my my well-being I'm like girl I'm not even tender-headed y'all I'm not tender-headed but my mom just didn't care like she didn't care how I felt <laughs> so I was like you're not touching my hair ever again no no, <laughs> she's not care. But she used to do my my cornrows so tight. And you know that they, they end at the very nape of your neck where your kitchen is. She used to do them so tight, yo, that in school I used to just like pull it out. So I was like indirectly pulling my hair out of the braid. So it would like so your your braid would end off at the kitchen at the nape of your neck. And then you know, of course, you had like the whatever left over your hair is like going down the rest of your neck. So where the coral would leave off would be like at the very end of my kitchen, at the very end of my neck, the last hairs. I used to put my finger there and pull my hair out of the braid. I'm basically like ripping my hair because the hair isn't going to slide out perfectly from the braid when it's tight like that. So, and it used to like, my mom used to call it skin lizard. <laughs> my mom used to call it skin lizard. Like I skin lizard up my, um, my kitchen. I'm like, yeah. And you were pulling my braids so tight. And my grandma was on my side, y'all. So that's how I know I wasn't lying. I was right. I'm like, grandma, she used to pull my hair. She pulled my hair so tight that I had to pull it out. It hurt. 
and my grandma would tell her to stop pulling that baby hair out. Per grandma was on my side. But yeah, I used to put my finger there and pull the hair out. And of course, like I told y'all, our hair is delicate. You can't be doing that. I was, <laughs> I was pulling it out, but I didn't care at the time because this was I was really young. I'm talking like elementary school. I was doing this. I've been doing this for a grip. And I just knew that it freaking hurt. Like, I couldn't move my head because of how tight it was at the nape of my neck. Like, my mom used to really have me mess up. <laughs> she had me messed up. I'm not going to lie. So, I stopped. I, did, I didn't do that for years between. There was maybe, like, mm, at least four or five whole years between last time I did that and then when I went through the sprint of flat ironing and heat damage again. And then I went to the salon every two weeks. I was getting it flat ironed. And I was just cooling with it. My hair was obviously heat damaged, but I was going through the throes of another terrible depression and anxiety spell. Yeah, uh, high school dating was not good for me. <laughs> so I barely noticed, barely, I didn't really care. Um, the only thing I did notice is that I didn't have a hard time detangling anymore. So the white tooth combs just fly through my hair because my hair was dead. <laughs> I thought that was a win at the time, because I was like, okay, well, I'm not over here worrying about, about my hair. I don't have to sit here and do all, my hair all day because it's just flying through. And back then, that was a dub. After that whole breakup happened, and I was just like, I was spiraling. I mean, I had, pfft, child, I had popped all my acrylics off, because I was like, I don't even care. I don't want nothing that ain't real on me no more. Like, I was like, I was shedding. I was shedding. I was shedding. Like, I was getting rid of everything that just felt icky. Anything that associated me with that time. Like, I was trying to become a whole new person because I was like, I'm so sick. I don't want anything to do with this time, period. Anything that happened before this point in time does not matter. It's not who I am anymore. I was going through one of those spells. And that's why I noticed how fucked up my hair, how messed up my hair was. So, just bought a pair of shears, cutting scissors from the beauty supply store. Went into the bathroom. And I just, I just cut it off. The thing was, I didn't, I, I didn't have much to cut. It wasn't like I had a whole bunch to cut, but my, my, my ends all around my head, all gone, all gone. So, and this was like the first half of senior year of high school, but it wasn't, it wasn't a huge one. That's why I feel like I did not remember it till just now. It wasn't like a huge big chop. It was just like, dang, take these off. And my hair fluffed right back up. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, it's it's weird. But I just remembered that that that's that's a big chop. I took it all off, and it was significantly shorter. But then again, I've always had a problem with breakage, so I'm just used to losing hair. Like before I got my locks, um, I I used to, ugh, that was the part of the natural hair movement that I was always like very keen on. I was very keen on how to prevent breakage. Um, nothing ever worked. <laughs> nothing ever worked even up until i got these locks show i used to be it, it wasn't even shedding on my hair anymore it was just breakage i was like oh, i'm losing hair whatever and then i just really wanted to shed myself of all this negative emotions um because of how much emotions how hair holds emotion and how much weight we as women particularly black women put into hair so the significance of chopping one's hair cannot be understated it cannot be understated yeah that was my second big chop wow all of this to say is if you want to big chop do it <laughs> do it and be proud don't don't let him bring you down bro like i know as femmes as who we are and how the world seeks to define us and what labels us as attractive and maybe not even want to be labeled attractive, but you know what life is like when you're not. Um, because pretty privilege is sadly a thing. Even though beauty is completely subjective. Um, do it. Cut cut off all your hair. Cut off all your hair. There was this trend of people doing it. Granted, it was white women. It was not us, really. Who were just going completely bald on TikTok during the quarantine. Because it's like who's gonna judge me for it i'm not going in some setting where i feel bad for doing it and hey we're gonna be in this so long i'll probably have some hair by the time this is done and they just wanted to you know i i know that as black femmes we tend to be masculine masculinized against our will and pervasively 
like any anything that isn't overtly feminine quote-unquote i hate also talking about femininity because people are packaging it and selling it and it's just respectability politics and i refuse to put femininity into a box because each and every day we literally suffer the consequences and watch men put masculinity into a box and we all know how not good that turns out for everyone <laughs> when they start performing masculinity so i'm not going to perform femininity you just got to bite me i don't know i don't care but it's just uh you know it's just it's hard it's hard i know emotionally it's difficult to do so and it's like no i feel bad now i'm like i don't even know what to say to encourage because i know the feeling of not wanting to wear your hair in its natural state because of how others are going to you know perceive and talk about it and judge and and give their unsolicited um opinion on your looks it's all so terrible <laughs> like i'm sitting here and i'm like stressed out i'm like i just want people to do it if they really want to i want you to feel empowered to do it i want you to know that you're doing it for a reason or that re- reason is deep or it's shallow it doesn't matter the reason if you want to do it just do it <laughs> like but everyone i i have respect for people who are scared i respect being frightened because i was once frightened too I was frightened when I first got my hair locked and it was, and it was short. It was short. And, you know, people always talk about the, the quote unquote ugly phase of locks. And I was, I was terrified to go out like that. You know, I have, that's my most recent experience with the whole short hair. Oh, I can't be a black woman to have short hair. Cause they're going to da 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 Like just do it. Just do it. And another thing with big chopping is that you no longer have hair. This is all assuming that you don't wear wigs over your big chop, which a lot of people do because it is a form of protective styling as long as you careful of the edges. Careful of that got to be glue. Be careful, okay? You're destroying the point low-key if you <laughs> if you mess up the edges. Mm. Oh, and, and the nape of your neck too. I used to wear wigs that had the comb in the back and go into to the nape of the neck, the hair there. I didn't have no hair. Child, careful. <laughs> be careful. Remember, protective style is supposed to be protective. Remember, please. PSA. But yeah, you have to end up... So we're going back to the mirror. You have the sink full of hair. You have the scissors. And it's just you and your little new teeny weeny fro. Your teeny weeny. The one thing that you're also going to face besides people's unsolicited opinions about how a woman's hair should look and be long and, oh, now you're not feminine. All BS, by the way, please. Your self-image is also impacted internally because now your face looks different. Your face looks different. It, like, hair framing your face is a thing, like... <laughs> I feel like a lot of us know that. Oh Jesus, you're you're gonna see yourself in a new light because you will new look new. That's part of the reason why cutting all your cutting your hair is can be very like <laughs> I don't even know rejuvenating, trans- transformative, transforming experience. There you go. Because you know even the other girls outside the community, um, you know Lauren who who went through a breakup or went through some type of you know big failure in her life and she went and bought out and bought red a box of red hair dye hey she's doing the same thing (laughs) it's the same type of you know this is new this is new and i'm reframing the way i see myself and i'm reframing my confidence i'm reframing the way i present the way i see myself everything it's reframing really um, so now you're here and you have this teeny weeny fro and you're looking yourself dead in your eyes. You're looking at your face. Your face is going to look different. You're going to feel different, whether that's positive or negative. I pray it's positive. I hope that for you. Um, or I hope that's what you experienced. And you're going to have to make nice again. 
make nice with your face. If you weren't before, were happy with how you looked before, introduce yourself to yourself, you know? Be like, hi, this is me. This is what we're working with. And we're good with it. We're good. Tell yourself that you're good. You're good. Because you are. And honestly, it's best to give yourself that approval because the likelihood of you getting it outside of yourself child unless you have like some really good people around you really good and mature people around you because i know the girls who did it back in high school child oh oh yo you're gonna have to make kind with yourself and be kind to yourself you have to be kind to yourself throughout any journey you know a natural hair journey is no different be kind to yourself Nurture yourself, nurture your hair, speak positive affirmations to yourself and to your hair. Like loving on your hair makes everything not to sound woo woo, but honestly, loving on your hair makes it healthier. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna sit here and skirt around being woo woo. You gotta speak positivity onto things. You can't, it makes the whole journey darker and heavier and less fulfilling if you're just waiting to be to have reached this length which you aren't going to see for another five clear years to respect your journey respect your happiness which includes your mental and emotional well-being so don't negative self-talk you made a big decision and you made it for a reason so get the best you can get out of it get the most you can get be happy yo don't be the one taking your shine don't be the one regurgitating what society is going to tell you the minute you walk out that door just i just oh my god i really want y'all just to be like no like my my chest is swelling i already know like been there and i've watched my friends do it i've watched people share that share their experiences all over tiktok youtube and everywhere else instagram twitter for years now don't hate yourself don't hate yourself there's nothing wrong with having short hair it doesn't make you any less feminine it doesn't make you less attractive. Like, I'm really concerned. I already know what it is. I know what it do, child. I know what it do. And I know these are the types of things that dissuade people from doing it. It's a decision that you're going to be able to live with. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to haunt you day in and day out. People say it's quote unquote just hair. And to a certain degree it is. But I understand the emotional and the psychological elements that hair can have when society puts... Not only ourselves, but society itself puts so much weight and so much opinion, so much, you know, on black hair. Black hair becomes this whole, it, it takes on a life of its own, you know. That's how we have a whole series dedicated to natural hair because it's its own life, it's its own thing. I don't want you to wrap up your self-worth and your being in that. I want better for you. We all do. As someone who's been there, who's had the Snickers, who's had the the oh stop pulling her hair she already don't got none i still think about him to this day i don't even know him i didn't even know him child i to this day yo oh my god think about him i would i didn't even know him he felt comfortable enough to say that to me bro yo bro (laughs) so i just just know that i'm here and i support you whatever you want to do with your hair you want to cut it you want to transition you want to put it in box braids you want to get you a 30 inch brazilian bundle to protect it i don't care child just make sure you're doing it because you want to and you're doing what you're comfortable with and that if you do want to go against the grain not not within the black community grain but the grain of general society and living in america just know that you have support you have many people who did it who are doing it at the same time Many people who have been done it and can give you insight and encouragement and give you tools and just nurture and love on yourself. Please love on yourself. <laughs> I, I send me, you look great. If you need me to tell you personally that you look great on an individual level, I DM me. I will tell you you look amazing. I will tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you. I just don't want y'all to get so bogged down in the negative that is guaranteed to come. Because the negative exists irregardless. It exists irregardless. Think about it. We're black 
and we're femmes. People are going to say something about how we live our life irregardless. It doesn't matter what we're doing, child. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Somebody's going to have some idea of what we of how we should and how to go, you know? You know? Just just let it go. Just let it. And I know it's going to be a process. It's a process. It's not just sometimes. You know what? Sometimes it's a process to let it go. Sometimes it's not. Um, but either way, be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself and to your hair. Good luck on your natural hair journey. And for all of everyone who's done it, I am glad you saw you saw it through because you still look good to this day, girl. You look good. You look good. Okay? All of this to say is if you want to big chop, do it. <laughs> do it and be proud. Don't don't let him bring you down, bro. Like I know as femmes, as who we are and how the world seeks to define us and what labels us as attractive and maybe not even want to be labeled attractive, but you know what life is like when you're not. Um, because pretty privilege is sadly a thing. Even though beauty is completely subjective. Um, do it. Cut cut off all your hair. Cut off all your hair. There was this trend of people doing it. Granted, it was white women. It was not us, really. Who were just going completely bald on TikTok during the quarantine. Because it's like, who's going to judge me for it? I'm not going in some setting where I feel bad for doing it. And, hey, we're going to be in this so long. I'll probably have some hair by the time this is done. And they just wanted to. You know? I I know that as black femmes, we tend to be masculinized against our will and pervasively. Like any, anything that isn't overtly feminine, quote unquote, I hate also talking about femininity because people are packaging it and selling it. And it's just respectability politics. And I refuse to put femininity into a box because each and every day, we literally suffer the consequences and watch men put masculinity into a box. And we all know how not good that turns out for everyone <laughs> when they start performing masculinity. So I'm not going to perform femininity. You just got to bite me. I don't know. I don't care. But it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. I know emotionally it's difficult to do so and it's like no I feel bad now I'm like I don't even know what to say to encourage because I know the feeling of not wanting to wear your hair in its natural state because of how others are going to you know perceive and talk about it and judge and and give their unsolicited um, opinion on your looks it's all so terrible. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here and I'm, like, stressed out. I'm, like, I just want people to do it if they really want to. I want you to feel empowered to do it. I want you to know that you're doing it for a reason. Or that reason is deep or it's shallow. It doesn't matter the reason. If you want to do it, just do it. <laughs> like, but everyone, I, I have respect for people who are scared. I respect being frightened because I was once frightened, too. I was frightened when I first got my hair locked and it was, and it was short. It was short. And, you know, people always talk about the, the quote unquote ugly phase of locks. And I was, I was terrified to go out like that. You know, I have, that's my most recent experience with the whole short hair. Or, oh, I can't be a black woman. I have short hair. Cause they're going to da 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 Like just do it. Just do it. And another thing with big chopping is that you no longer have hair. This is all assuming that you don't wear wigs over your big chop, which a lot of people do because it is a form of protective styling as long as you careful of your edges. Careful of that got to be glue. Be careful, okay? You're destroying the point, low-key, if you, <laughs> if you mess up the edges. Mm. Oh, and, and the nape your neck, too. I used to wear wigs that had the comb in the back and go into to the nape of the neck, the hair there. I didn't have no hair. Child, careful. <laughs> be careful. Remember, protective style is supposed to be protective. 
Remember, please. PSA. But yeah, you have to end up. So we're going back to the mirror. You have the sink full of hair. You have the scissors. And it's just you and your little new teeny weeny fro. Your teeny weeny. The one thing that you're also going to face besides people's unsolicited opinions about how a woman's hair should look and be long and oh now you're not feminine all bs by the way please your self-image is also impacted internally because now your face looks different your face looks different like hair framing your face is a thing like (laughs) i feel like a lot of us know that oh jesus you're you're gonna see yourself in a new light because you will new look new that's part of the reason why cutting all your cutting your hair is can be a very like <laughs> i don't even know rejuvenating transfer transformative transform experience there you go because you know even the other girls outside the community um you know lauren who who went through a breakup or went through some type of you know big failure in her life and she went and bought out and bought red a box of red hair dye hey she's doing the same thing (laughs) it's the same type of you know this is new this is new and i'm reframing the way i see myself and i'm reframing my confidence i'm reframing the way i present the way i see myself everything it's reframing really um so now you're here and you have this teeny weeny fro and you're looking yourself dead in your eyes. You're looking at your face. Your face is going to look different. You're going to feel different, whether that's positive or negative. I pray it's positive. I hope that for you. Um, or I hope that's what you experienced. And you're going to have to make nice again. Make nice with your face. If you weren't before, were happy with how you looked before, introduce yourself to yourself, you know? Be like, hi, this is me. This is what we're working with. And we're good with it. We're good. Tell yourself that you're good. You're good. Because you are. And honestly, it's best to give yourself that approval because the likelihood of you getting it outside of yourself, child, unless you have like some really good people around you, really good and mature people around you. Because I know the girls who did it back in high school, child. Oh, oh, yo. You're going to have to make kind with yourself and be kind to yourself. You have to be kind to yourself throughout any journey, you know? A natural hair journey is no different. Be kind to yourself. Nurture yourself. Nurture your hair. Speak positive affirmations to yourself and to your hair. Like, loving on your hair makes everything, not to sound woo-woo, but honestly, loving on your hair makes it healthier. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to sit here and skirt around being woo-woo. You got to speak positivity onto things. You can't... It makes the whole journey darker and heavier and less fulfilling if you're just waiting to be... To have reached this length, which you aren't going to see for another five clear years. Respect your journey. Respect your happiness, which includes your mental and emotional well-being. So don't negative self-talk. You made a big decision and you made it for a reason. So get the best you can get out of it. Get the most you can get. Be happy, yo. Don't be the one taking your shine. Don't be the one regurgitating what society is going to tell you the minute you walk out that door. Just I just, oh my God, I really want y'all just to be like, no, like my my chest is swelling. I already know like been there and I've watched my friends do it. I've watched people share that, share their experiences all over TikTok, YouTube, and everywhere else, Instagram, Twitter for years now. Don't hate yourself. Don't hate yourself. There's nothing wrong with having short hair. It doesn't make you any less feminine. It doesn't make you less attractive. Like, I'm really concerned. I already know what it is. I know what it do, child. I know what it do. I know these are the types of things that dissuade people from doing it. It's a decision that you're going to be able to live with. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to haunt you day in and day out. People like to say it's quote-unquote just hair. And to a certain degree, it is. But I understand the emotional and the psychological elements that hair can have when society puts 
not only ourselves, but society itself puts so much weight and so much opinion, so much, you know, on black hair. Black hair becomes this whole, it, it takes on a life of its own, you know? That's how we have a whole series dedicated to natural hair because it's its own life, it's its own thing. I don't want you to wrap up your self-worth and your being in that. I want better for you. We all do. As someone who's been there, who's had the Snickers, who's had the the oh stop pulling her hair she and Ray don't got none I still think about him to this day I don't even know him I didn't even know him child I to this day yo oh my god think about him I would I didn't even know him he felt comfortable enough to say that to me bro yo bro <laughs> so I just just know that I'm here and I support you whatever you want to do with your hair you want to cut it you want to transition you want to put it in box braids you want to get you a 30-inch Brazilian bundle to protect it. I don't care, child. Just make sure you're doing it because you want to and you're doing what you're comfortable with. And that if you do want to go against the grain, not not within the black community grain, but the grain of general society and living in America, just know that you have support. You have many people who did it who are doing it at the same time. Many people who have been done it and can give you insight and encouragement and give you tools and just nurture and love on yourself. Please love on yourself. <laughs> I, I send me, you look great. If you need me tell you personally that you look great on an individual level, I DM me. I will tell you, you look amazing. I will tell you, I will tell you, I will tell you. I just don't want y'all to get so bogged down in the negative that is guaranteed to come. Because the negative exists irregardless. It exists irregardless. Think about it. We're black and we're femmes. People are going to say something about how we live our life irregardless. It doesn't matter what we're doing, child. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Somebody's going to have some idea of what we of how we should and how to go. You know? You know? Just, just let it go. Just let it. And I know it's going to be a process. It's a process. It's not just sometimes. You know what? Sometimes it's a process to let it go. Sometimes it's not. Um, but either way, be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself and to your hair. Good luck on your natural hair journey. And for all of everyone who's done it, I am glad you saw you saw it through because you still look good to this day, girl. You look good. You look good. Okay? 